Welcome to Doors of Perception. Here we discuss a multitude of topics, mostly woo or woo adjacent, and we do it in the only way we know how, through the doors of our own perspective. As these are our own opinions, the beliefs, ideals, and thoughts discussed here are that of our own, and those are allowed to change and evolve as we do. We're glad to have you listen along. All right. My name is Sarah and I am a Reiki master and uh, the only ability that I feel uh, the right to claim, but uh, I am with Shannon and Jess. Hello. Hello. You guys want to yourself however you would like. Shanna, do you want to go first? Hello, baby. I'm Shanna, and I'm an energy reader. I am an artist. I am all-around cool check, and I'm currently stepping into a new role, getting out of some old patterning, and I feel like a freaking badass, so I'm happy to be speaking with you today. We are happy to have you with us. Um, I'm Jess. I'm the one that was a mess this morning. So thanks, Mercury Retrograde. Um, when I'm not flailing, I'm a tarot reader and an artist. Um, and just kind of figuring my way through life. Um, I would also claim the title Shadow Witch just because my tarot readings tend to dive deep into some healing and shifts in perspective and um yeah i don't know what else to say that's perfect um does anybody want to start or do we just want to dive in okay, let's let's talk about the name okay for our topic yeah so uh the name was is I'm not great at life. Um, and you said Mercury retrograde doesn't affect you. I'm just not great at life. Like this is still me being relatively good at life compared to normal. <laughs> so <laughs> you see me on the normal basis. Uh, this is relatively good. Um, is doors of perception which I think is important because we all have our own personal lens that we uh, see things through and how we also have the opportunity to put on different lenses if those the lens that we are currently seeing reality through um, is not serving us anymore. I like that. And what did we want to talk about today? So today we wanted to talk about uh, some energetic anatomy and um, some uh, things about being responsible for our own container. Um, we may not go through all of that, but um, so for me, energetic anatomy is our um, kind of our, our, our immune system here's the biggest thing to me the biggest thing I, to me is like our immune system has to do with our also 
energetic system. So being held six feet apart from everybody is resetting, recalibrating our um, immune system, our energetic immune system, as well as our regular immune system. And in our energetic immune system, our immune system tells our um, the, the most important thing that our immune system does is recognizes self from not self. And so being enmeshed in other people's energy for so long, all of our lives, we needed to be recalibrated to just recognizing our own energy. And to do that, we had to be held apart, at least to some degree. And some of us were not held apart to, to the extent of other people. And I think that's all kind of by our own personal design. Um, but yeah, I think that's the most, most important thing to me is that, that piece of it currently. I sure. love that. Sorry, I was muted because my my cat is in the litter box, and I didn't want you guys to, you know, hear that. <laughs> um, so for me, um, the energetic anatomy. I'm not um, a Reiki master or anything like that, like Sarah. So I'm not as. I guess I would say like, I'm not as trained with the body. My, all of my body work is intuitive. So anything that I say, like anybody just take it as it resonates. Um, for me right now at this time, like I know that listening to our bodies is one of the key things to allow us to gauge our own um, boundaries, to gauge our own kind of energy, our input, our output. Um, and not everything that we thought was good for us is still good for us with these bodies. Um, things that we know were bad for us, our bodies are not tolerating anymore. Um, I know for myself, I was a big coffee drinker and um, I literally was tapered down to one cup a day. And then when I would drink that one cup, I would have to nap afterwards. It just put me right to sleep every time. And I'm like, okay, so coffee's not good for my body. And then I just became allergic to everything else. Cause that was fun. <laughs> and, um, being responsible for like your own energetic container is something that we are going to jump into after Shanna, right? Shanna. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for me, for me, it, it started with like the awareness of where I even was in my body because I'm like a, um, as a trauma response, I'm a dissociator. So when my body doesn't feel good, I jump way the fuck out here. But I didn't even like sort of at a baseline, I wasn't really aware of exactly where I was until I started really kind of diving into this work. And I'm about a year and a half into really getting a hold of like where I am. And that includes being able to go within. I've um, been working on like some embodiment practices and what that even means, but then also being able to like travel out and the ascension and being able to like hold on to those two things at the same time while kind of really being aware of like what happens in the chakra system, what happens in the energetic body, um, 
all of that. Like so many things have been just kind of coming up for me with this with this concept that I'm super excited to be talking about. Actually, I love that you brought that up because that was a whole other thing for me was not just consuming like food, but it was like consuming media or like what I listen, like what I listen to, what I read, what I watch on TV. I literally have to go outside every day. It's been raining for a week. And I learned that I like walks in the rain. Who knew? But (laughs) it's like, my body just can't handle things that I used to throw at it. You know, like even when I feel like I'm energetically drained previously, (laughs) I'd roll around in some depression and just, you know, sleep on the couch. And now if I'm feeling energetically drained, I'm like, I have to go put my feet outside on the ground. I have to go walk outside in the fresh air, or I need to go sit in the sun. If there is any sun. (laughs) That's why those little lamps are, are the, the sad lamps are amazing. Yes, I was gifted one of those actually um, in the fall and it literally saved me. Oh my goodness. I like, I cannot thank Beth enough for that. So they also have like light bulbs that you can use. And my theory was you can to, switch them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To put that into just like the bathroom or something where you don't, I don't spend hours in the bathroom every day. So, you know. That, mm-hmm. that would be perfect the perfect amount probably for me uh. <laughs> as you're brushing your teeth in the morning I wonder mm-hmm. like those in mirrors would be amazing so that you could just turn it on in your bathroom mirror mm-hmm. as you brush your teeth <laughs> well our body like as we start doing this work it's like our bodies can get or get so specific about what they want. I mean, and I've told this story on other places, but I'll say it again. Like I woke up one morning, I've been having some like digestion problems and my body was just like screamed at me magnesium. And I was like, I don't even know what the hell I have a bottle. Is. Yeah. Well, I, I had the confirmation like a month or two later, I, I work with a nutritionist and she recommend she's like you need magnesium this is exactly what you need to get and I was like that's how smart our bodies are like if we used to have magnesium in, in our topsoil and we've destroyed that in our topsoil and so now when we grow our vegetables in our topsoil our vegetables don't have any magnesium in them and so now we have to take magnesium supplements I myself because I'm a vegan I take a magnesium calcium and vitamin d3 supplement like they just all come um, together and that I just take one every morning. And did you know that just because of your diet or? I actually was listening to Lacey on Horpod. <laughs> so she was talking about magnesium. Yeah, I think, I think her and Jessa had, re, had talked about magnesium being important. Mm-hmm. And my body, when that episode hard. launched was like, it was like, did that whole, like, you know, when somebody just like, twangs a tuning fork and it was like they just like put it like I don't know if they were to be able to stick it inside your head and your whole body was just like vibrating that's pretty much how my body resonates when um something is resonating with me and I don't know if that's the same for everybody if it's like that intense but yeah when my body really wants something it's that noticeable you can take a Lemurian quartz and like do your tuning fork and hit hit the tuning fork like say you hold your 
Lemurian quartz in your tuning fork and like hit that and it like directs it it makes it like more direct to that space where that Lemurian that's quartz so is. cool yeah little thing yeah I mean even just start like so if you if you were to like any of any of us like if we were to tell someone who's never even thought about this before like where would you where would you start or where did y'all start with kind of tuning the body or just kind of listening as much as everybody is gonna love this advice i started with meditation and breathing <laughs> um i really like had anxiety bad for quite a long time for basically my whole life um, but it really just, after I woke up, I realized that it was, you know, mostly those energetic boundaries and being responsible for my own container because I didn't really understand being an empath at all. I didn't grow up in that life. I, I didn't know about magic and how attuned our bodies are to like what is going on around us. And so the anxiety was turned on to a thousand and I just, I didn't realize that you could turn it down. And I'm not saying that anxiety doesn't exist, but I think that there is a whole group of people who may believe that they have anxiety when they're really just massive empaths. They're energetically <laughs> sen sensitive. Yeah. And they're feeling everything around them because I dropped right into agoraphobia and I wouldn't leave my house for 11 months. And then every time I wouldn't leave my house, I started to feel better. But every time I went outside, my anxiety was terrible. And I'm like, why? I don't understand this. And then I realized about energetic boundaries and meditation and setting limitations and putting up intention. And lo and behold, I wasn't afraid of going outside anymore. <laughs> well, and that kind of brings us to like the... the next thing that we wanted to talk about was was creating those energetic boundaries so it's kind of like once you start kind of quieting down and like listening to yourself and figuring out some of those things within yourself and that like deep well of knowledge that is like within each of us um you start understanding how much the stuff out here is affecting in here and like you can't you know like you can't process someone else's shit. Like you can, you know, I've, I've done readings for folks where I was like, well, you really got your dad in your second chakra. You can't process whatever they threw at them or you absorb from them. You can't process it. You just got it. You had to move it out, release it. But what you can do is like, is process your own stuff, your own shit, be responsible for your own container and create those boundaries in whatever kind of modality sort of makes sense for you. Um, and just, I know, like, we have similar ways of working, just like visually, it's, you know, a little bit different, mm -hmm. which is, it's totally fine. Can but it's also really it? similar, because if you think about it, you use red roses, and I tend to lean towards like balloons, just because I can put myself inside the balloon. But I love that, like, you'll throw roses out, and then I'll just like, but the colors, the fact that we both use red, the fact that we both like visualize, I just, I think it's really cool. Yeah, talk to us Similar a little bit different. about like, <clears throat> like give us an example of when, when you would use, um, you call them the bubbles or the balloons? No, the balloons, the balloons. Yeah, so I mean, 
when I meditate in the morning, like I, I notice for myself personally, that if I'm too grounded, I don't get messages. <laughs> and if I'm too much in the astral, I can't function here. <laughs> so I kind of developed this like middle point meditation for me where I would put myself in a balloon, but I visualize like my leg kind of being the balloon string that I tie to a tree root so that I'm rooted into the ground, but I'm still floating in the astral. So I can just kind of like go with how it goes. And um, then in my, in my mind's eye, I just <clears throat> add whatever I need to add to that balloon that day. If I feel like I need it to be a different color, then I'll use that color. If I want to like, you know, be creative, I'll put myself in an orange balloon. Um, if I'm feeling like I really need to just kind of remain more grounded and protected, like I will just be in a red balloon. Um, I use that one when I go to the grocery store a lot. So anybody who has a problem with a grocery store, I will use that example. Um, while I'm in meditation and I'm inside of my red balloon and I have myself tied and rooted to a tree so I know I'm not going anywhere, then I add whatever I feel like I need to the outside of that balloon. I put mirrors on the outside of that balloon if I feel like I want distance from people, I will add spikes, but I won't add spikes with the intention of hurting or creating malice. I just, or causing malice. Anyway, I just have the intention of creating space. People don't want to be around spiky objects. Cool. So I'll add like spikes to it. If I feel like I need extra protection, I just put thick walls of concrete, you know, magic the balloon's gonna float because you make it not like you're really there just meditating so i think and it's I'll also important uh to a certain degree to like define meditate like that like <laughs> meditation to me doesn't have to be sitting quietly for half an hour or an hour or whatever mm -hmm. for me meditation looks like three deep breaths in the middle of my day when it's stressful it looks like um, when I wake up, like telling myself that, you know, I am love and I, um, that I am like worthy of love and calling in love and things like that. Um, it's uh, also as I'm going to sleep, telling my like sitting there and um, clearing my head and just focusing on the idea of rest, whatever that looks like at that day for me, whatever is the most relaxing thing for me that day. Sometimes it's like sitting on an ocean beach or sometimes it's sitting in the middle of a forest or something like that. It's whatever that is. And it's just like little bits of time. It's not a, a, a half hour to hour session every time. It's more of a short little piece now when i have the opportunity to do a longer session great it's actually easier for me to get into that when i've already done those little short sessions um, i love that i agree because like i start my morning out with the really quick one i start my morning out doing the deep breaths and calling in my spirit guides my power animals my spirit animals and anybody who would like to assist me on my highest good for that day. And usually by the time I go through like those words and stuff, I'm at a pretty good place. 
where then I can do my visualization for anything that I might feel like I need to also bring in. That's when I do my balloon. So, and I think the yeah, first I, every go ahead. Sorry, Shanna. No, I was I was gonna say every morning when I get up, I sit alongside my bed. My feet are on the ground. I don't touch my phone. Hopefully, and I just I say hello. Like I call down a hello to my body, and my body will literally say hello, Shanna. And I go hello, and I just like watch the the letters like go down into my body, and then I set my crown at a certain color that I want to hold throughout the day. Um, yeah, and if I don't do that, I just find I will match whatever's happening in my husband, or if I'm watching something stupid on TV, um, I'll match whatever is there. So I have to be really like, this is the color I'm at, check it throughout the day. If I'm doing other things, I can change the color up and whatever. But yeah, just, and I have to get into my body and I have to like tell it. Like my meditation practice is yoga for about 45 minutes or so first and then meditation because it takes me that long to like be sure that I'm here, that everything, that I'm not just like, you know, running circles around up here. I'm like actually fully there. Yeah, that yoga definitely helps bring you into your body, um, which bringing you, being in your body actually helps you meditate better, quote unquote better, but like it makes it easier to get into that meditative state. Literally being called out on yoga right now. Huge sink for me. Shame on you, Shanna. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I, know, no. I know a really good app that's like, not expensive and has amazing teachers i've been singing its praises but oh, yeah. all i have to do is say one word to my girlfriend and i'm sure she'd be like oh i'll i'll be all over yeah. that so i i have a good resource <laughs> well, it's like being able to be in so that we can ground and we can work on this container but also being able to do the stuff that's out here well, because and it's interesting know. too, how you had said that if you don't do that, <clears throat> holy cow, throat chakra, let's work. If you don't do that, um, putting yourself in your body first, not checking your phone, doing all that stuff that you're like picking up the energy of your husband or like what's on TV and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there going, oh, like that, that happens when I, when I watch TV and something emotional is happening, I'll cry if it's not my emotion. And so I literally have to visualize like rolling up a car window in between me and the wind and the TV just to be like, I'm cutting off my heart chakra. I don't even know these people. Yeah. This shit is not mine. Yeah. I throw <laughs> like, a let me rose. watch a TV. Yeah. I throw a rose at the television. I'm just like, <laughs> not mine. Like I literally will use those. And Sarah, we were talking before we got on camera about, or on um, Mike about how your wall, like, you want to talk about that at all? I have a natural like a level of walls so uh, I think it's important to also go back and be like the first step to uh, controlling your own energy is becoming aware of your own energy and like through the meditations you can do that and through also yoga is actually a very helpful way to do that also because you become more aware of your container um, and anything that like helps your body awareness also will help your awareness of your energy um, so I naturally have like a certain level of not necessarily walls. Um, 
I used to think of them as walls, but anymore, they're more like, um, it is, I picture it as being under a tree. I am constantly under a canopy of a tree, like a, uh, a weeping willow. Like I always picture it as like grandmother willow, um, on Pocahontas. And so I have, I have the availability to climb up that tree or, um, invite somebody else into that space or go out of that space to um, do whatever it needs done. But most of the time I spend under that tree and in that comfort and in that area. Um, and when I do that, it pretty much keeps everybody else's energy from, from me. Does it, it doesn't completely, uh, keep all my energy from leaking out. Um, that's something I'm trying to be more aware of is when my, my feelings, thoughts, uh, whatever is, uh, maybe leaking out. Um, same here, but (laughs) at the same time, that's, it is my responsibility to keep myself contained to a certain degree. But it is also the other person's responsibility to respect my privacy. If I did not invite them into that, um, it is not their place to just come in. Yeah, and that's where that awareness is. It's like, where is, where are you? What are you doing? I've, it's it's been interesting to just kind of work with more people and work with more readers and kind of read for them and listen to how they're working and knowing like, like I'm staying here, I'm reading out here, but are other people, you know, when you're, when you're, when I started doing this, I was literally jumping into other people's energy, swimming around, looking at it. I could only stay in it for about 20 minutes, but I could tell you everything, but it was also like, like, physical things. I could feel like when people had ailments or they had experiences and that's just not sustainable. And I think as we're all kind of coming online, like we have to figure this shit out. I mean, I'm definitely working on it hardcore, but we have to like, like you were saying, Sarah, like we all have to be responsible for it because otherwise we're just creating like karma and more gunk and more stuff that we're going to have to back in other lives and like clean up and come back for that piece or this piece and yeah I actually am like having a thought about that right now because like we know or I guess like we've been told that like karma is over in this in this life right but something else that has happened in this life is like I just had this wild shift in thought to fibromyalgia and the fascia in your body and holding on to crap that's not yours and having pain in your body because of this disease that never, I don't even know if you want to call it a disease, but because I don't really know what it is, but like this thing has, has come and this fascia, which people have linked to liquid crystals and liquid crystals, which is the same stuff that is made of the Mayan crystal skulls, which house all of the knowledge of the universe that's in our bodies now. And is giving us access to all the knowledge in the universe but we're flooding it with other people's shit 
by not releasing and trying to carry other people's problems and now we're all in pain. And even thinking about like end of life stuff and like, I don't know. I've been thinking about like dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Like people, you get to a point and like people aren't even in their bodies. Like older folks have left, you know, they live around maybe like 65, 70 because I mean, I know for myself, I have a chemical imbalance and that's where my depression comes from. If I'm not, if I don't have the balance corrected, I jump the fuck out and mm -hmm. I can't get back in because it just, it hurts that too much. So I live out here. So I'm just thinking about like folks that haven't done this work. And this is all about, um, you know, what, like what a deaf doula does is kind of working on those, those situations and those people and whatever you're holding on to like wherever you're holding on to it in your body so that you can release it so that you don't have to come in back and reincarnate and like go through all this shit all over again because guess what motherfuckers no this girl is not doing what i've been doing in this lifetime again like i am ending it right here done <laughs> yeah there's too there's just too much and like yeah like where is this shit sitting in your body what what you know I, I've been having like some hip things and, and I looked at my energetic body um had like a real intense and like saw all of my brother and I was just like oh cool I've been holding on to like you know and who who does that work you know oh my goodness I had I had energy work done by another very talented person in the community most people know her Jessica Gillis Jessica and Oscar and during that, I literally had an entire being the size of a five-year-old child ripped out of my body. Yeah. It was like, it, it was my child self and part of her was wounded. And so while she was standing out in front, we were doing work to separate what was placed on her and what she really truly was. And then we put all the stuff that was placed on her on a boat and then sent that sailing. And then she like turned around and reintegrated back into my body. And it was just wild. But like the energy work that we do is so cool now. And it's like, it's so healing and so freeing. And the only, like the only part that is a little bit uncomfortable is like looking at it, but then you already went through it. Like this is the part where you get to say goodbye to it. So why not look at it? Yeah, it's really uncomfortable to do it. If you're, if you're, especially if you're somebody. Oh, I cried the whole time. Trust. I, I dislike, <laughs> I dislike feelings. Like I did, they're yucky. They're, uh, they don't, it's not my normal state of being. I'm a Capricorn uh, moon as well as sun. And so like my normal state of being is I am, I am the tree. Like I, there's no feelings here. Like <laughs> there's feelings, but they they're not over. Um, so when feelings come out up and out and things like that, it's, it's a whole, I, ha I, I want have to, and I have to feel like very safe and secure with whoever is do I'm doing work with. I always feel, I, I always feel safer and secure with people who are from the community or from, um, that also, like my therapist has like crystals in her in her stuff in her uh room and everything and she has like 
prayer flags out in her garden and everything. And she's just like, resonates with me. So I feel comfortable and um, safe with her uh, and expressing whatever, whatever needs to be expressed at that time. Um, and bringing that those uh, and more traumatic incident instances from my past up in a space where I feel safe and secure is important to be able to handle them and be like, oh, okay, this is not as bad as it I thought it was going to be. These feelings are not as ecky <laughs> as as they seem like they are when I'm not in a safe space. I have um, two beings, this training that I'm in right now, I have two beings that um, my teacher helped uh, connect all of us to. Well, each of us do. And my two, I have a um, healing master and I have a psychic surgeon. And when I'm working with someone, like they come in and they step in and they kind of work through me. And I have to say, like, the psychic surgeon, like, scares the shit out of me and just, like, moves me the hell out of the way if I'm, you know, either getting, like, mixed up in, like, matching pictures or if I'm just, like, not staying where I need to stay. They'll just, like, push me right back. But there's a lot, I think there is, like, there's definitely a lot of help that we can get from our teens and, like, from, I mean, I know, like, Jess, you have such a a cool like relationship and the way that they talk to you. I'm always like kind of admiring the way, like the dialogue that you seem to have with them, which is oh. really interesting. If ever you, anybody would like to feel crazy, um, get to know your guides. Uh, <laughs> they literally, they, they talk quite, quite um, loud. Uh, even during that same energetic work with Jessica um, and Oscar I had Arnold show up in there because I was I was crying quite badly at one point just to like release and and Jessica was asking if if I needed to or she was asking Oscar not asking me but she had asked Oscar if I needed to call in a guide and he told her just wait just wait and then I said oh Arnold's here because in my mind's eye, Arnold is a moose and he just came walking out of the forest and then came down and laid down behind me so that he was like giving me support. And so I, yeah, it's quite interesting. And they, I have several of them that show themselves as animals. And then my mom passed away about six years ago and she's also one of um, my very close guides. So I have quite the team. I think it's important to also distinguish that like um, the ancestors that we have as our guides, um, we mm -hmm. call, call in the whole and healed versions of them. Yes. And not the versions that we are um, familiar with in this, in this lifetime. That's actually super important, Sarah, because when my mom comes to me as, as a guide, she doesn't come to me even remotely like the person that she was here on earth. She doesn't even look like her. Um, she's, it's, it's really interesting. Like, but it's also interesting and 
really important to note that I never once questioned her not being my mom. It's like, it's like, I just knew, but she's like 21 young and you know, like (laughs) she doesn't look like my mom. So yeah, it's, it's just really cool. And it's okay to, it's okay to go through a meditation and ask them all to kind of come forward and sort of clean house and just, and like ask for new guides to come in. Like, especially if you're doing, you know, moving into a new part of your life or a new, you know, like I mentioned, I was kind of moving into this new role. Like maybe there is something else that wants to kind of come through and sort of join the team and someone else sort of needs to kind of move on to their next. And that is something that um specifically in reiki they tell you um you will often swap out guides you will often get rid of lower level guides um that um they serve your 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 high your your purpose here but they also are kind of serving their own as well you know um there but then um as you grow in that Uh, ability to recognize oh this person is not or this this part is not just like I don't always agree with everything they they want to do they're not always for my highest good then you can like swap out um you also that also helps you get access to some of like when you're ready, the higher level things. I mean, you don't give a three-year-old a sword uh, <laughs> right away. They'll cut themselves. They'll hurt themselves. You have to wait until they're... They start out with a plastic butter knife. It's right. Exactly. <laughs> so so you have to kind of work your way up. And some guides are able to um, stay, like, keep up with that growth. But most, most people, most, most guides, um, most people, most teachers, you don't have the same teacher from kindergarten to college because that teacher, the teacher who can teach you that basic foundational things is not going to be the same person, person who can teach that teacher who can teach you that high level. Absolutely. Good analogy. And I think like also we have that child life growth in our own energy. So like that uh, first recognizing our recognizing our own energy and um, becoming aware of it. And then like we don't expect a child to um, just know how to use a toilet initially. Like they have to become aware of, of it and then choose to use it at some point and things like that. So. I feel like we could do like a whole episode on just guide yeah seriously guide related no things kidding. guide related things I know my mind is like just going I'm like so many things are true I've had so many come and go like um and then it's going on about my mind is literally going on listing things about how um we could talk about how the guides come in the form that best suits you yes. and that I actually, when I talk about Arnold and he shows himself as a moose to me, he's not just my guide. Um, It's been told that anybody can call on him and that um, he will be there. He's got big protective energy. So um, yeah, he just, he'll show himself in the way that best suits you. He's not always going to show himself as a moose. 
this is fun. For our very first show, I would like to present Chaos. <laughs> 